0: Hi there and welcome to Vox Talk, your weekly review from the world of voiceover. I'm your host, Stephanie Cicerelli from Voices. Do you want to do better auditions? Joining me today is Amanda Sellers, one of Voices' top talent and a wonderful voiceover coach. Amanda's going to share some tips for how to prepare to audition and set yourself up for success. She'll also discuss why it's important to keep going even when you're feeling discouraged. Welcome to the show, Amanda. Thank you so much, Stephanie. An honor to be here. Oh, it was an honor to have you here at Voices, actually, just last week. So yes. uh, yeah, that was awesome. So we had a blast, and I just wondered, like, what was it like for you?
1: Well, so I think I think the young kids use the hashtag IRL, which is in real life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have been a member of Voices.com since 2009, and I've messaged so many of you over the years and have been friends on social media and have been following voices for so long, so to be in the flesh, seeing the office, it was a dream come true, to be honest, and I loved the the layout that you have and all of the rooms and the energy of the, the studios and the space and your team. You know how when you go on a website and the website just seems like it's like a tactile, like it's not a real thing, right? Like it's just a website, but I really appreciated to come in and see the team and see how like how much you guys care and how hard you guys work and just how cool everyone was. So thank you so much for having me. And it was it was a lot of fun.
0: Oh, well, the feeling's mutual. We just loved having you here. And I know you got to sit on, on a, a product demo day meeting. Yes. So, you know, there's a lot of good stuff coming for your friends, your voiceover friends. But yeah, that was yeah. awesome.
1: I actually had someone message me about like um, one of the, you know, the tears that she was on and like, oh, I, like I don't know what's. Like, what's going to happen? I'm like, no, just trust me. Like, there's good things like you're taken care of. Just stick with it.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And I love yeah. that. And that the whole message of just stick with it is kind of what we're going to be talking about today with auditioning because it can be so easy to become discouraged and wonder like, am I being heard, going in a black hole, like what's going on? Um, So for someone like you, who's actually done extremely well on our platform and in other places too, uh, just would love to learn from you today. So, um, you know, Amanda, obviously you've got this auditioning thing down. So what is your process like?
1: Well, I would say it's very, nowadays it's sporadic. It's more, it's more just, you know, where, where the time comes There is also an element of commitment uh, and dedication, but my process would typically be to just keep an eye, say if I'm auditioning, like, okay, it's Voices.com, keep an eye on the auditions that are coming in. And I like to do them kind of in, in chunks, so maybe three at a time, and then just like, you know, copying the scripts and taking them in and doing them all at once and then Exporting and editing at once and uploading kind of at the same time. That's one way. Or if something's really calling me and, and it comes in, then I'll I'll just do that one and try to get it in as quick as I can and do as good of a job as I can. But I don't really have a set process now. I think my whole overall process is just not giving up. Yeah, <laughs> if that pers- makes any sense, <laughs> I was say persistence, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the beginning, and I've—I know I've mentioned this before—but I was really, really dedicated to the process. And I would wake up in the morning. I would do my tongue twisters. I would do my vocal warm-ups, and I would just get ready to audition. And I would audition everything that came down the pipe all day long, and even when it came tonight. And I—I I did work a, a side hustle when I first started. I was bartending, um, and I actually actually read a quote that I wanted to share. It was from Adam Grant because I get asked all the time, how do you break into voiceovers? But I have this other job, but I really think that if people want to get into voice acting is you don't, his quote is you don't have to quit your job to follow your dream. The safest way to pursue your dream is to launch it as a side hustle and test and learn until you figure out what works. So, so then, then you would audition when you can. And that's what I did too. I had to work, but I, whenever I had time, so it evolves. When you've been doing this since two thousand nine, it'll evolve. Like as you have kids, and what you know what that looks like, and and I also do some side projects myself, doing meditation and stuff. So, so it's just making room for everything.
0: I like how you can be doing something else and then decide, I'm going to try voiceover. I'm going to put my toe in. You know, it doesn't have to be in, you know, you go fully into something before uh, you're a real talent or anything like that. So I appreciate that. And your process has changed over time, as you've said. And mm-hmm. and as you build up your own client base and your routines and the way that you run your business, um, then you tend to to have a whole other way of, of working. You know, in the early days, it's very different. It's kind of more hustle, more yeah. like get it all done, go after almost anything, but but as you've learned, um, it's more about what jobs are actually, you know, in your wheelhouse, what you feel great about doing. So I, I appreciate
1: that. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Stephanie, back in the day it would, I would just audition for anything. Right. But now I am specific. Okay. What's the budget? Uh, what's the tone? Um, is it, is it something I can see myself doing rather than, and, and, you know, time is of the essence, especially now before kids, you know, you have lot of time. You can really invest. I think with kids, just I'm a little bit more picky now on what I'm going to audition for. And you get, you learn as you go. Cause I think I needed that time in the beginning to see, well, what am I good at? What is resonating? But as you grow and your business grows and you see what you're booking all the time, then you're like, okay, I know I can book this kind of a role. So that's where you, where you go to.
0: You're more strategic with what you're doing now, Um, just, you know, in your early career, things are different. You do almost anything that comes your way that you might be a good fit for. Um, But as we were talking about strategy, so are you taking similar genres of reads? Do you do all of those sorts of jobs in the same batch of auditions? Or do you like to spice things up and, and have a variety of different reads that you're doing in that batch?
1: Well, Like I said, time is of the essence now. So I would honestly say that nowadays I am more leaning into just ones that I know I'm going to book. So I'm not doing anything that's too outside of my wheelhouse. And something like e-learning or narration is kind of easier for me. So that will be the one that I will knock out first. And it's almost a way to get warmed up and kind of get your mouth around the words. So, and then some, and then I'll leave something that might be like a bigger budget commercial that I really want towards the end because then I feel like I'm, I'm loose. I've gotten kind of the, you know, the stuff out of my mouth that needs to come out <laughs> and I'll really focus in on, okay, how do I want to present this one? I definitely leave the hardest to last, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about back in school, like when you're on a test, you're, you're like looking over the test like, oh, I know the answer to that one. I know that one. And, and you're like, you leave the last, the hardest one alone. And he's like, well, I'll get there because you know that if you tackle those ones that you do um, that are, they come easier to you, you just have more confidence when you get to that last question.
1: That is such a good point. I absolutely love that. Yeah, it's just like an athlete getting ready for a race or a sport. You're just going to, you're going to do your warm ups first. So if I was going to give advice, my first warm up would be actually warming up your voice and doing some tongue twisters and some vocal exercises and then maybe reading some things out loud. So, you know, as you get going, maybe you're going to do a little bit less of like a less practice with it. Like maybe I'll read the thing, like read a script a couple times and then go into it. But there's, uh you know, some great ways to warm up your voice, like reading it really fast, like so fast that you're just almost like, can barely get your mouth around it. But that actually warms up your voice. And then you could even read it very slow. And all of that just stretches the vocal cords. And then when it's time to get right into the pocket, and you can feel when you're in the pocket. That's what I love about voiceover. It's almost like you're in the flow. Like it's almost like its own meditation. You're in the flow state and you're not really thinking about anything else. And you're in the zone. So it takes a bit to get there, but...
0: I think vocally you can go there too. So like you can have um just your tessitura. If um I don't know how many people out there are familiar with that term, but it is essentially the comfort zone of where your voice sounds like the most optimal. It, it's it's your yeah. range, you know, that where you really shine and you sound more uh I guess yourself. So definitely warming up, getting in that right place mentally to be able to read through a script because if you're not actually believing what you're saying or you don't oh, yeah. sound convincing enough, how on earth are you going to book that job? Let alone, you know, I don't. Know, it would just be so tricky. You couldn't sell an audience on it. You certainly won't sell the casting director.
1: That's right. And a lot of times when I am auditioning, I am picturing who is on the other end. You know, there's the the little tips to imagine you're talking to a best friend or or who's your audience. And a lot of times I'm I am thinking about the casting director or the the client on the other end and what they're thinking when they hear me, or Mm -hmm. imagining it on a commercial, seeing it on TV. Are you in that pocket where it's actually on television? Is it competitive?
0: That would be exciting, actually, Amanda, to think I'm going to voice this as if it is the final product.
1: Yes. Because then
0: you have that extra layer of like just... You, you almost, um, you see yourself doing it and you, maybe that confidence will shine through and they'll be like, yeah, they really sound like they're convicted about this. They, they think that this is something that they can get their head around and that they want to be the voice of our company for.
1: Yeah. And the client wants to feel good about their choice. So to help them feel good about their choice, you have to come in confident and to solve their problem on the other end. Like, don't worry. I'm the voice talent. I got you. I'm going to give you what you want. And then your client or the end product is just going to make them shine. So the more that you can get into that headspace of, okay, I'm going to make their job easy by knocking it out of the park and making them just feel really good about it. Because sometimes they don't know what they want either. They Mm -hmm. will put their descriptive words. They'll put their vision. But they're feeling it out too. And sometimes they'll put way too many words and you're like, wait, you want me to go that way and that way and up and down. So then at that point, you just have to make a commitment and just think like, okay, what what should I give them? What is going... And then you have to, as an actor, commit to your choice. And that's part of that confidence. Because if you're not sure, well, I don't know, I'm going to be kind of happy, but kind of conversational, but kind of a warm tone, it it will just kind of mess your head. Just like pick something, go with a vibe I had this really great advice from, he's an award-winning slam poet, uh, and he said to fill the room with the emotion that you want to portray. So I do that as well in my sound booth. It's like, okay, if I want, what emotion do I want to emit here? And then I'll I'll try to fill the the sound booth with that warmth or that love or confidence or a word. It can be a word, doesn't have to be an emotion, so...
0: Ah so like getting into character a bit better by painting like your environment to, to have more of a you know like this is kind of the ambiance that I would like to set right yes. like just the the setting you're setting the stage in your own way so yeah that's yeah. interesting because you might say well what is a the theme you know, of this job, like, what is the goal? What's the, the desired outcome? And then it's like, okay, yeah. well, it's for them to achieve this. It's for that to happen. It's for them to learn or understand this particular thing. Then, then you you might bring a, a different approach to how you're reading. And, and yeah. definitely, yeah, I, I appreciate that. So, I know in a, a previous conversation that we had via email, um, you spoke a bit about peeling back the layers, and mm. I'd like to get into that with you if I could.
1: Yeah. Well, I have taught people over the years, and definitely helped people become voice actors, which has been really rewarding. And I find that one of the biggest things people come in with is almost like a shell around themselves. And the more that somebody can just peel back the layers of who they are, and, and it's it's crazy because your your voice is, you know, your instrument and it's attached to your body. So it's like everything that's kind of within somebody is coming out through their voice. And then you can hear that. Maybe they're nervous or taking things too seriously. Or often radio DJs have that kind of put on sound. So when I say peel back the layers, it's just like, okay, like just take it down a notch, take it down, take it down. And the more you that you can be, the more real, even if you are putting on a voice, even if you are doing something like high energy and high pitched, But does it sound like a real person? Um, Yeah, and and just to just keep bringing it down. And sometimes this is a weird analogy, but like a happy, content, but tired mom. Mm -hmm. And and honestly, I booked one of my biggest jobs when I was in that space. I was tired. I didn't want to do it. I literally had dinner going. (laughs) I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's do this. And then I ended up booking this huge campaign because I was just, I had no layers. It was just me.
0: <laughs> Does
1: that make well, sense?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's authenticity. If we yeah, to boil it but, down, yeah. like, you know, pardon the, the meal puns here, but they're going to start coming. Um, But, you know, just boil it down to the essence of what it is. And, and it really is about authenticity. And as you were saying, you were in that place uh, where the script was calling for you to be. Right. So in effect, like if the direction says we want you to be a tired yet contented, burned, almost burned out, but not quite there yet. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We've all been there. It's like, oh, "Oh," like, you know. So um, but yeah, like I think that sometimes life experience does play quite a bit into your auditions. You know, we've talked a bit about um, Pixar and the One of their their movies, Inside Out, and just how, you know, evoking a core memory. Like in the film, they had like these kind of those um, memories that were encapsulated in balls. And the more important ones were called core memories because they kind of built who you were and what you remembered from your past. And they could be sad or happy or whatever else it might be. But being able to draw an an experience that is so deeply rooted in who you are, um, I think that that would bring uh, not just – authenticity which is an obvious outcome of you know sharing something from from yourself uh, yeah. but it also makes your auditions distinct in that no one else can pull on that same um, memory or that same thought that you might have had or the same way that you see the world so um yeah I, I think that everybody out there who's like oh I don't know how to get into character or whatever is like well hmm. sometimes you just need to be you oh, you don't yeah. need to be thinking the overthinking is something else that you've mentioned too, of, of a kind of a trap sometimes that people fall into so um, you know, uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But mm-hmm. as we know, not everything in, in voiceover land is planned. Sometimes there's some improv or there's uh, spontaneity. Yes. Uh, I know that sometimes you just got to go with your gut. So what does that look like in your voiceover career? Do you find that it's more gut-centric or is it more planned?
1: Honestly, my whole life has been gut-centric. <laughs> so I would say that has definitely spilled out into my voiceover career. But... I just think that if somebody is curious about it, they just got to go for it. And you don't have to see your whole career planned or you don't have to set deadlines for yourself. I've heard people do that. I'm going to give myself six months and if I don't book this many jobs and I quit, literally have to do it because you want to do it and you love it. And... I know people are more planners than I am, so those are those are the good way, like good metrics to get into. Like you guys have great metrics on your site with how many auditions are you doing, and you know all the all of those statistics, which are wonderful for those people that like to see the numbers and the stats. Um, myself, honestly, I just have always been just set it, forget it. I go in. I do my thing and I just kind of move on. And that's me. And there's no right or wrong way to do it, but I definitely am more spontaneous um, when it comes to voice acting.
0: I want to say it's almost more fun. To be spontaneous in a way because you get to kind of explore and it's not always, well, if I don't do it, like, I I wonder if there's more perfectionism involved in the planning, you know, approach than there is in, because sometimes being a perfectionist can actually like really hurt you, you know, and it's yeah. better to just kind of experience something and move on and try this or do that or, um, you know, if an opportunity comes your way. And then if it's the right one, then go for it. Like, why are you just sitting there and not doing it? Because you have to plan how you're going to do this and that and what order you do, whatever. It's just like... You know, sometimes it's it's just doing the thing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that's, that's definitely an area that some people do struggle with, especially those of us who are more, and I'm, I don't count myself in this, I'm just saying those of us <laughs> who are more left-brained. I am far more right-brained um, right. than I am left. It's more creative, yeah.
1: Well, it's funny. Um, Brent Hirose, uh is a voice actor on Voices.com, and I've been, like, chatted with him, and he kept so many stats, like everything. But I mean, for someone like him, it actually turned out really well because then he was building on all of his stats and he ended up just doing so, so well on the site because he was just like so involved in that. So that was great for him. And then, you know, other people, yeah, like myself, it's like, yeah, it is going to be spontaneous and it is going to just be in the moment um, and that can work as well. So, you know, I think both work, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: you can overmeasure, but I've heard also like what gets measured matters, right? So if you really care about something, you want to know, is this strategic for my business? I need to to know what the stats are here. Then you do. Um, But like just to cover very quickly, because I know we we have only a a couple minutes left. Okay. Um, What are the pitfalls of overthinking? So like obviously we can go from one extreme and not be thinking Mm. too much about anything and see where that goes. But then there's like the overthinking. Like how does that hold someone back?
1: Yeah, that is a big one. I think this is in all aspects of life, but especially because voiceover is just an extension of, you know, yourself and, and your vocal cords, it's like you really just have to keep moving forward and not just focus on the on the future and the now and don't worry about the past. Like you do an audition, you submit it, it's done. You did your best. As long as in the moment you're giving your all, you're putting your heart and soul into it and you're doing your best don't overthink it. like just just do it. And I know I know some actors are so strategic and all of the planning and the, the characteristics of the, the the part, but just feel it, do it and move on because in this business, it is a lot of movement. like it's fast paced. You do not have time to overthink. you don't you just don't have time. You gotta love what you're doing and then you just keep moving forward because by the time that you're like still thinking and then you go on to the next audition, well, that one's already going to be booked and then you'll miss it. So it's like almost like by by not overthinking and just practicing the art of continuing on and just moving forward, you will find more opportunities for yourself because you'll be more present. So
0: opportunities and time and the essence of that time. I'm just thinking we have come to the end of our time, but uh. I know that everyone who's listening right now is probably going to hop off and see what auditions might be waiting for them because yes. like, I don't know about anyone else, but I'm hugely inspired by what you said. And I, uh. I really do think that, um, you know, one of the pitfalls of what is, is just that the overthinking it takes time. <laughs> and yeah. so like, yeah, just, just don't be afraid to go and, and do something, especially if it's a job that's been sent to you and you really feel that you're the right fit for it. So, um, on that note, Amanda, like, um, how can people find you and learn more about what you're doing?
1: Yeah, I would be happy to answer any questions uh, about the site or voice acting. I am on Instagram at Miss Amanda Sellers, and you can also go to my website, which is AmandasellersVo.com. And I'm am always so happy to help people that are interested. And the more dedicated that you are, the more I'll help you. So, so reach out and yeah, I'd be happy to help.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Well, thank you, Amanda. It's always a pleasure to see you. And we're so happy that you came on Vox Talk today. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun. And that's the way we saw the world through the lens of voiceover this week. Thank you so much for joining us and following Vox Talk wherever you get your podcasts. On today's show, we had Amanda Sellers, and she was talking to us about auditioning, how to get in the right mindset, and also how to know which jobs you should be going for and what you can add to it that's special and unique to you. So thanks for tuning in. I'm Stephanie Cicerelli from Voices. Our producer is Jeff Bremner. You've been listening to Vox Talk. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week. We'll